Welcome to the Creative People Podcast. I'm your host, Naomi Parfit, and I'll be having honest conversations with people in the creative industry to gain insight into their profession. My guest for today's episode is Hans-Peter van Veldhoven, a corporate portrait and band photographer who's been the official photographer for Muse, Stereophonics, Nothing But Thieves, Royal Blood, and much more. I find it really interesting. For many people, photography is a hobby but like how did you make it into a profession um it all started in uh, as a little kid already when uh, my father uh, photographed all my youth as a little toddler hanging around and uh, seeing all those pictures and they were all pretty well um nice compositions storytelling uh, good coloring not really on a professional level but i could see that he was a natural talent. He had another job, he had another profession, but his photography was very nice, very, um, mm. uh, you could see his love for us as a family. And that inspired me because I'm a, a how you call it, pictionary thinker. I always think yeah. in pictures, everything is a graphic world for me. Everything's pictures, compositions, colors, lines, etc. Et That's how my brain works. So being brought up by uh, by a father who's recording your life on photos, it's a big inspiration to do that. So as soon as I could help my own camera, I started uh, uh, making photos, not registrations, but always interpretations like uh, this is how I felt. This is how the colors for me felt. This is the depth of field I like. And I was about 10, 11 years old. I was sitting beside my mom on the couch and she had those reading glasses um, and I, I put them on and when you do that and your eyes are perfect you only can see your hands from this distance and the rest is blur and I really enjoyed that certain perspective the depth of fields so it always was a sort of inspiration for me to um, make pictures in imagination your imagination your feeling your um uh, interpretation of that moment and if you uh, I make a big jump if you do that with Muse for example or Stereophonics or James Bay or Nothing But Thieves it's them who are making the compositions and it's them who are making the music and it's you who do who does the interpretation and that's a, a pretty nice marriage so I started in um, as a kid already playing around with uh, films and cameras and blah 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 but all on a play level, not really serious. And, uh, but it kept uh, triggering my mind. It kept triggering my mind because I was a dictionary thinker, etc. cetera. And uh, big jump, um, 1996, we got married, went to Australia. In Australia, I had a, a severe virus, a blister on my lip and it started growing all over my body. And I really got sick, really sick, 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 sick. It took me four years to recover. And those four years um, were actually positive because I took those four years to first recover my body. Uh, but also I was thinking I might have been doing something wrong, um, swimming against the stream or whatever. Uh, what if I'm uh, putting my life back together more in a way that fits to me? And that was the magic word photography because I already did that as a sort of play level but never serious. <clears throat> so I took those, um, the last period of those four years to explore my photography more and more and more. And I had small assignments and uh, et cetera. And in September, 99, 
a big, big energy company uh, came up to me and said, do you want to be our photographer? Because we like your style, we like your, your freedom in your head, the way you do pictures, etc." So the first money came in, the first professional gear I could buy. And uh, so it all started. And in 2000, I did my first concert, uh, UB40, Aerosmith. Um, and when I was standing on, in, in the pit, the podium, in front of the podium, I said to myself, this is my future. This is what I want to keep doing because I feel so happy um, in this certain habitat. So that's where it all started, being a, a life photographer, pop photographer, portrait photographer. Oh, it's amazing. And your photography is, it is beautiful. Like you can tell you put a lot of effort into it and it's very artistic and you get like this certain sense of life in the photos themselves. Band photography is amazing. <laughs> my, my personal favorite muse, I do love muse. And I think your photos of them do, do capture their energy and spirit. So like, how did that happen? Like getting big band like Muse? <laughs> yes, it all started um, in 2001. I was doing a U2 concert in uh, Helderdom, here near where I live. And uh, at the third song, uh, Bono decided to pull me up stage. So I was in front of like 30, 35,000 people standing on the catwalk and Bono was doing the pull act towards me. And I was like, I was a very, very, Un, uh, I said experienced pop photographer because I just started and I'm six foot five almost and uh, Bono isn't. <laughs> so suddenly I was on the, on, on the catwalk with one of the biggest rock bands in the world. Um, I made my pictures and those pictures went all over the world, but it was still in a phase of my um, exploration of my professional being pop photographer. I was still small. I didn't, I didn't feel like I was, I was one of the guys. But after that, after Bono um, decided to pull me up stage, everybody knew me. Everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people. Yeah. So I was in, invited more to concerts, uh, the way to get your accreditation got more easy. And in 2004, I was invited to portrait uh, Stereophonics, Stuart Cable and Kelly Jones in Amsterdam. Uh, I did a portrait session on them, and Kelly liked the way I was working with him, the energy, etc. So half a year later, I got a telephone call from the management and he said, yes, uh, would you like to be our tour photographer? And I was like, me? <laughs> and uh, uh, that's where it all started. And through one of the members of Muse, uh, tour members, um, I got involved in Muse. And Muse called me in 2006. They were doing a concert in, uh, in uh, near where we live in Den Bosch. And I had a telephone call of one of those managers and they said, are you able to come and shoot Muse because the guys love your work? And, and I said, again, me. <laughs> so <laughs> it all amazing. Started, uh, started through, through, through connections and, and making good work. And that's where it all started with Muse and the rest is history. Mm, it's amazing. Is it scary going up on stage like that close yes. to all the action? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I remember a funny story. I remember Pink Pop, Stereophonics. And um, uh, I was doing my, my thing, just front stage, backstage, little things like that. And the drum roadie, he pushed me upstage, just pushed me like, come on, go make the picture. So I was like, between the four guys playing live, I was just there like, oh gosh. 
and it didn't look too awkward, luckily. But uh, that was my first real uh, feeling being a band photographer, being able to stand behind the drummer, make the drummer shot, making those special actions, those close-ups uh, when, when the singer is doing his thing. And um, in, with Muse in London, it happened again with um, Anthony Edis, the, the former manager in those days. He said to me, hey, Hans, are you going to do the famous drummer shots? <laughs> and he meant like uh, being behind Tom and yeah, it's good up shot. The, yeah, climb up the razor and and make that shot on on. And the thing is, Muse has got a clean stage policy. There's no rubbish on the stage, no big M flyers or whatever. It's pretty clean. So if I'm six foot five, crawling <laughs> up the stage, people see me. But after the gig, nobody did see me. So probably I did a good thing by being very sort of spider-man wise crawling around the stage <laughs> and making my shot so that was amazing and that's how it all started yeah the i think your drummer shot is quite signature look isn't it now yeah absolutely yeah yeah one of the one of the great pop portrait photographers in holland he honestly said in a podcast that is me who started doing those shots and uh, now everybody's copycat playing <laughs> the copycat so uh, that was a big honor it was absolutely a big honor That's by amazing. William Burton. Yeah, yeah. Starting a trend. <laughs> so oh, good. yeah, yeah. Well, that's what art is all about. <laughs> Everybody copies absolutely. a bit from each other. Yeah. In Holland, we have a saying, it's better a good nick than a bad uh, thing by your own. So you better nick yeah. it in a good way and then make it your own. It's like a recipe. You take parts of it and then you make the scrambled eggs your own way. But you see the chef doing it that way. And then you take the inspiration and then you make it your way. That's how it all works. That's how it exactly. all works. But it needs to be a unique interpretation. That is the most mm. important thing. It's like the way you're asking questions to me. It's your energy that comes to me. And that's how I'm being enthusiastic. You would sit there like, like a robot or like a hysteric fan, like, oh, then the vibe is totally different. But that, that, that's how it all works. That's how it all works. Even in my relationship with the bands, it works like that. Mm. And and it definitely comes off. I I really have to say, photography is beautiful. <laughs> it is wonderful. And I'm gonna it put is. like a link and so people can have a look at your Instagram as well. So because it is amazing. Um, just one final question because time is running out. What advice would you give to aspiring photographers? Uh, the most important thing: never work for free because a bread or milk is not for free as well. So why should you work for free? Um, it gives you the feeling that you're being um, honored for your work, that you're being um, appreciated for your work. It can even be one pound or, or a symbolic amount, but just don't work for free because it's, the, um, it, it's, it's, it's a bad thing that's going on. They give you a, a pint of beer and a ticket and they want you to have um, to make nice pictures uh, from bands and then they put them on the website and they have the traffic and they earn money and you're just so never ever ever do that besides that always talk your own language through the lens if you're a young photographer uh young is just an age or an experience thing but the mind already knows what it wants to see the sooner you get into that part of yourself that you know what you want to see 
show that, show to the world what you want to show, because that is your language, that is your way of showing it. And if you do that, people will recognize it. And if you, they recognize it, then it's unique. And it's your, your brand, your brand, your, your signature. And that is very important. And don't copy 100%. Little bits are good to copy. You know, if you ask me what I copied, it's depth of field. It's the blackness in the picture. It's the grain. Uh, but the emotion, the, the way I interpretate Matthew, for example, uh, is unique. That is my energy towards him because he walks around and runs around. And if he doesn't feel right for a night, he won't come up to me. And I recognize that I have to stay away. But if he feels all right, if he starts playing, improvising solos and things like that, I know I can be on his, on his nose almost. And he, he likes that. He starts laughing. So that is interpretation. That is your unique sense of making the picture and if you explore that you will be a great artist absolutely thank you for listening to this episode of the creative people podcast with your host me naomi parfit you can check out hans's work on his instagram and twitter at hpvv and his website at www.hp-ph.com. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe.